Thank you for joining us today for Wandering in the Word, where we read and discuss the upcoming week's lectionary texts at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. everyone remember us it's another <laughs> wandering in the word after a bit of a break we've had a, a wild and busy august so far but now we're coming up on sunday august 21st and we're holy wow. moly we're yeah it's been a busy few weeks yeah a lot going on I wonder why i don't no. know we blame him Wedding, <laughs> weddings and things of that sort yeah. and backyard barbecues and you know all the things you do in the summer it's summer yeah <laughs> but yeah it's good to be back together it's been yeah. a few weeks so hi Hi, hello. <laughs> hello, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're we are diving into it here. So absolutely. Then, all right. Well, let's just do it. Um, who's going to read Luke? I can. Thanks, Perfect. Melissa. You're so welcome. <laughs> uh, Luke chapter thirteen, verses ten through seventeen. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and just then there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for eighteen years. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called to her, or he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured, and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, You hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his donkey or ox from the manger and lead it away to give it water? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, who Satan bound for 18 long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he said this, all his opponents were put to shame, and the entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful things he was doing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Christ. Yeah. Do you feel like people stood up and they were like, yeah, Jesus, you tell them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> It does kind of sense, have a sense of that. This is like the outcome that all of us desire when we're in conflict yeah. with someone, that we, we say something and all the opponents are put to shame and a big crowd starts rejoicing. <laughs> Every <laughs> Facebook post I put out there, that's, that's what's exactly happening. exactly what happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure of it. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, well, a little a little tension between Jesus and the the leaders in the synagogue, as usual. Mm-hmm. Per the huge. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, this is a, another one of those interesting stories where Jesus is focused, I think, more on people than the rules, mm-hmm. um, and the the way you know the old way of doing thing versus kind of the new way of being. Um, it is. I mean, it's it's hard to imagine that that you know like. Anybody would be like, no, don't help that person because of this rule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but it it happened here. I mean, I'm trying to think of some examples, like, in modern times, because I think there is, there is still that sense where sometimes, like, well, the, no, this is the rule. It doesn't matter that it's hurting somebody else. This is the mm-hmm. way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, well, sometimes even access to food or to shelters is yeah. dependent upon some yeah. criteria and, you know, whether it's, you know, your green card's expired or whatever. You don't belong here. I'm sorry you're hungry, but go away. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of thing. I just, I can't see Jesus being like, yeah, go away, get out of here. Because um, that's not what he does here. And 
I mean, you can you can see this the leader of the synagogue. You can see his point. Like you've waited 18 years. You've been hunched over for 18 years. What's one more day? Mm-hmm. Like, can you just wait 16 hours and come back so that we can keep our little observance of the Sabbath orderly? Um, yeah. And then on the other hand, like if you are untying your livestock, mm-hmm. can we not unbind this human being? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I don't know how she felt about being compared to an ox or a donkey, but, you know, she he made the point. Yeah, yeah, that kind of, you know, the binding, keeping trapped or keeping locked in part of for the donkey or whatever. Mm-hmm. There is kind of an interesting tie in that bondage being yep. stuck. Well, and freeing, and I think that is what the gospel's about. And, and back in Luke chapter 4, when Jesus reads from... Isaiah and this sort of like what I think of as his mission statement and it's letting letting the oppressed go free Mm -hmm. And if this spirit has had her bound for 18 years like set her free if you can and Jesus Does that like of course the crowds rejoicing that is amazing and it's wonderful Yeah Well, there is a lot of I mean, I think there's a lot of truth to that with the like the green cards or like are they What is your legal status? Can we help you or not help you? Um, know what's it what what, uh, groups do you identify with will determine whether I help you or not help you um. (laughs) or whether I treat you with human dignity yes I mean or yeah treat you as human or something less Um, yeah I mean it is still pretty prevalent even if it's not couched in these phrases but you know like oh you can't come to our church because you I mean, fill in the blank. You're you're wearing sandals, or you're drinking coffee in the sanctuary, oh, or you know, like who any, would do that? <laughs> you know, I have um, never. Okay, Melissa, what? That's sometimes my favorite cup of coffee the whole week. <laughs> so <laughs> holy. Yeah, I don't know. I can enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it does kind of make me think, like, well, in what ways am I? Because Jesus says hypocrites. You hypocrites. Mm-hmm. Does not each of you do this same basic thing? It's like, what? What ways? Am I a hypocrite? Like, this is the second week in a row that Jesus has called people, and probably us by extension, hypocrites. Oh, really? Like, oh, driving at home. Ouch. Yeah. 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 Yes. I mean, so I think there's like this, there's a certain movement, I think, in our country, too. It's nothing new, but like this Christian nationalism idea, right, where we are, you know, the Jesus and the government are kind of like the same. Like, there's mm. this God in, in, there's like a theocracy almost, where God, God is the ruler, whatever that means, um, and, and that with that become, comes all the rules. The only way you can be a good citizen is if you follow all the rules. The only way you can be a good Christian is if you follow all the rules. And of course, like rules and boundaries, all those are like important mm-hmm. things, obviously. But they're, they're, all of the rules are worthy of being evaluated. Like here, Jesus yeah. is taking this rule that seems like a very, you know, obeying the Sabbath. That's even one of the Ten Commandments. Right, pretty important. And Jesus is saying, that's important. And yet, taking care of the oppressed and setting people free takes precedence. Mm-hmm. It is a, more of a rule, <laughs> a more important rule than all the other ones. You know, it's just like, what, you know, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus says, love God, love others. Yeah. Doesn't mention the Sabbath in that part or right, yeah. any of the other things. It's like, if you can do those two things, the rest will fall into place. Hmm. And that's kind hmm. of, sounds easy. It's nice yeah, to say, but, but, um, do you want to know on, um, Tuesday morning, I was having a conversation about this text with some other folks and a really interesting, like 21st century take on this story was, do you think the woman, um, 
showed up there wanting to be healed because she certainly wasn't asked. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And Jesus lays his hands on her and like, was she comfortable with that? Like being touched <laughs> by a stranger? <laughs> and like, didn't, didn't, uh, didn't we need like informed consent and, and all of that kind of thing? And I, you know, there are interesting conversations happening around like ableist tendencies mm, where yeah, we, yeah. we just assume that everyone wants to have the same level of, of ability that we have. Mm-hmm. And um, that's not a safe assumption. And it's not, I think even maybe in the deaf community, there's some conversation yeah. around, you know, is it is it right to get cochlear implants or should we like live into our identity and our community? And I mean, I, I can't really enter into that space authentically. That's very far removed from my experience. But I thought that that did open kind of another window on, on this um, text that was interesting. I think the lady was thrilled to be healed uh, for the record. Like she, yeah. she did immediately start praising God. So, whew, but also <laughs> like, you know, you take a little warning from that too. Yeah, because this kind of goes down to like human dignity. It's like, you know, you don't need to be something else to have right. value right. for who you are. And that's true for everybody. Yeah. You know, you don't need to become something or have something fixed about you to have full and wonderful value as mm-hmm. a beloved child of God as you are. Yeah. You know? And, um, yeah, that makes sense. I hadn't really thought about that. I hadn't either. That was totally new to me. And I thought, well, gosh, I think I have a blind spot there that I should maybe be mindful of. Hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. Well, it, I mean, I feel like, you know, like with the youth gathering and stuff, they do a lot. Of, I feel like they do a pretty good job of kind of recognizing, trying, trying to recognize anyways that welcoming all the people with all their all their different gifts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not that unusual in Bible stories that the the woman is sort of sort of kind of a pawn almost in the story. She doesn't have a lot of agency. She doesn't say anything. Um, she doesn't even have a name. No, no name. I mean, she's just kind of there. So bent over woman. Yeah. So. Anyway. Well, I think that some of these ideas might play out in our Old Testament reading too. Yeah, I think so. Let's move to that. Absolutely right. This is from the prophet Isaiah. Chapter 58, verses 9b through 14. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail. Your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to live in. If you refrain from trampling the Sabbath, from pursuing your own interests on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it, not going your own ways, serving your own interests or pursuing your own affairs, then you shall take delight in the Lord and I will make you ride upon the heights of the earth I will feed you with the heritage of your ancestor Jacob, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. Yeah, all right, we've got some if-then language happening. Yeah, I was noticing that. Yeah, if you do this, then this will happen. Yes, which I think Martin Luther always do. Like an if-then you point to um, that's going to tend to be law more than gospel. Yeah. Um, because it is requiring something of us before we can receive 
grace and mercy and love and blessing and all of that from God. Yeah. So just, uh, it's still a beautiful it is. text, a beautiful promise. So like Isaiah 50, that's like almost the end of Isaiah. So like, there's kind of like the threefold movement through Isaiah. There's like the pre-Babylonian exile, and that's the middle of it is kind of the people are in exile, and now they've returned to, to their homeland after a couple generations of being in Babylon and out of their country. And so they're coming back, and so they're, God is kind of, if you can do this, then your city will, will be like this. You know, if you can live and respect my rules, then, you know, everything's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. I mean, yeah. imagine them returning home finally after generations of longing and yearning. And they come home and they're like, oh, yeah, this place is destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's the promise. And I think it, more than, like, God keeping a, like a, a ledger of deeds, I think a lot of this is sort of the natural consequence that's of, what I was of thinking society. Too. Yeah. Yeah, if you treat each other well and if you seek the good of others and, you know, others are seeking your good, like you all rise together and and your community will be good and strong. Yeah. And I, I think there's this kind of a natural, you know, if, if we, um, you know, yeah, are taking care of each other, chances are things will be pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> Logical, yeah, still yet again hard to do. Um, but here we have the Sabbath pop up, oh, right? So here's, here's the, so this, this lends a little credence, I think, to the synagogue priest who is like, honor the Sabbath. This is what we're supposed to do. It's right here written down. Proof texting of sorts, yes, right? right. <laughs> like, nope, it says right here, oh, don't trample the Sabbath. Jesus, you're wrong. You know, boom, <laughs> mic drop. Uh, but I think Jesus had a bit more, was kind of acting on the first half of this text, maybe, about the... Well, it is interesting. It's like if you, we're instructed to not seek our own interests or yeah. pursue our own affairs. And here we have Jesus acting on behalf of a neighbor, on behalf of this woman, which, like you said, that is exactly what we're instructed mm -hmm. to do in the first part of this passage. Yeah. Yeah, satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise. Mm -hmm. It is very lovely. The repairer of the breach. Yeah, language. I love that. Is that, got, there's, that was used a lot in the Civil Rights Movement, I think, wasn't oh. it? Was that a Martin Luther King Jr.? Maybe. I feel like it, it was. Um, I could be wrong about that. But hmm. I did see the monument in D.C. this last week again. It's <laughs> super cool. He's got awesome. some great quotes. Um, yeah. But doesn't, I mean, this just is, it is so hard. You know, what would, what would Isaiah say to us in 21st century America? Yeah. And living in the society that we do, like, how, how can we do this? Yeah. How can we take a whole day of the week and just delight in the holy day of the <laughs> Lord and forget about our a whole range of other kind of tasks and responsibilities and activities that we we have committed ourselves to them. I mm -hmm. mean, let's be honest. But there's an expectation that you are going to be, you know, bring your kid to their basketball tournament or, you know, because you want to let down your team. And maybe that's your only day to go grocery shopping and get some cooking done for the week because your mm -hmm. evenings are bonkers um, on weeknights. And I just I just can't picture what what um, observing the Sabbath in the way that the Israelites did, how could, how does that even 
transpose into today's society and if it doesn't which it doesn't um, then then what is the call and what is God yeah hoping for for us mm-hmm. in this time and place yeah or take it like a step further I mean like you know for us to go get the groceries or swing by the restaurant to get food to feed folks in between games like there's people then having to work right. for you know yes. <laughs> on our behalf and so it's almost like a privileged place that we come from to even think we might be able to pull it off mm-hmm. um, you know because uh, so many folks have to work a couple jobs you know they're exactly. they're working a weekends thing or you know who knows driving lift or yeah, doing it um, food dude or whatever the food yeah. thing DoorDash Tra- truck drivers of any truck kind. drivers I mean um, yeah I mean all these different jobs you know Law enforcement, People, first responders, uh, nurses, like, thank doctors. goodness doctors and nurses work on the Sabbath because <laughs> right. we, yeah, I mean, we can't stop tending to health, you know, for a day every week. So, so how do we hear this and faithfully respond? Can you do a sermon on that? Just give us the answer and then we'll just Wait, do Wait, I have that. to give the sermon this weekend? Yeah. What? Surprise. Oh, no. Jeez Louise. Well, because when we were in the Holy Land, I mean, I think feel like the the Jewish community takes a lot of pride in how well they observe the Sabbath Mm -hmm. in many cases. That, you know, there's a rule against building a fire, and so no one's going to hit a light switch or, you know, even take an elevator maybe or use a key card in a hotel because you don't want to complete an electrical circuit. I mean, they take it that seriously, and, and it's like a really beautiful rhythm of life. Mm -hmm. And it's based obviously on the creation story where God worked and created for six days and rested on the seventh. Yeah. And so that's the image we're created in. That's the call um, to, to imitate that. And they do that well. Um, but we are, we are not that way. <laughs> that is true. Our economy doesn't work that way. It really doesn't. One, you know, to, like, to kind of move it from, the, if we're looking at the Isaiah text, from the Sabbath to the first part again, you know, like, uh, you know, there's often a lot of, a lot of conversation about you know our, our country or our communities are going down downhill because we don't have the Ten Commandments posted in school or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is really kind of doesn't make any sense. But um, you know, the, but the fact, like the, the thing that Isaiah is pointing out to us is like, you know, well, if you're not taking care of those who are afflicted, and you know, look at the the income inequality and the the inflation that's going on right now and how. You know, it's hard for some of us who have means, but imagine being just a step down the economic scale and how much harder it is to, to live, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, imagine the weight of that yoke. Yeah, that yoke being on you. To remove that yoke from among you, that would be yeah. yeah, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, you know. I would like to keep pointing the finger. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, makes me feel much better. Right, but when way. you point one finger at someone else, there's all these fingers pointing back at you. Not if you point like that. But no. <laughs> if you gesture like this, this is all your fault. Yes, this is all on you. But yeah, I mean, these are these are hard words, and I think it kind of speaks to the. There's just there's usually tension yeah. in in the laws and rules that we follow, and in, in the versus like the realities that we live in, and. I, and I feel like it's not that many decades ago that like mowing your lawn on Sunday would cause all the neighbors in the neighborhood to just look at you in shock and horror and gasp that Probably. you are laboring on the Sabbath. Um, but <laughs> we don't have those hangups anymore. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is though, you know, like I, 
I don't think we can expect our culture to follow suit. We're, I mean, for right. even for Jewish folks, it was meant for them to be like set apart. You so know, they'd be a light. Yeah. So, yeah. So they would. Shall rise stand, in the darkness. So they would, yeah, be a light in the darkness, stand mm-hmm. out amongst the crowd, and um, I think we, for myself too. But it's so much easier to be like, well, our our country doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. That's what's wrong. But it's like, well, but we as the church who follow Christ don't do it. At all, either. Right. So, like, we can't go blaming other people unless we're going to take it right. serious. And really, ultimately, all it, it's not our job to be like, oh, Melissa is not following the Sabbath. It's Melissa. like, really, don't really need to worry about that. If you're being yeah. fed and you're taken care of, that's great. Like, what's important to me? Like, how do I live that out? And just kind of worry about that because that's hard enough. Yeah, right. That's enough responsibility. <laughs> that's enough to be responsibility. One. You can't, you know blame a president or Congress or whatever for it. It's like, well, no. We're like the state legislature taking away our blue laws. Yeah. Let's blame them. Yeah, let's just blame them. It's their fault that, you know, that the restaurants can open earlier or stores can open earlier when it's like, well, or, or, or just don't go to <laughs> stores. Don't support that yeah. for yourself and don't, don't worry about other people. Because there's a lot of people who are not Christians and then Right, if you are Jewish, then Saturday is your Sabbath. Yeah. And if you are Muslim, then Friday is your day of prayer. And Sunday is another day. Yeah. And if you're a pastor, it's whatever day you take off. <laughs> Hopefully. But, yeah. Um, yeah, well, okay, we have rambled. Whew. <clears throat> so, well, we had a lot to say after all those weeks off. I mean, we had to we make up it. for it. We had to make up for it. So, um, well, any closing thoughts? We better be done. All right, well... <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for joining us for Wandering in the Word for Sunday, August 21st, 2022. For Melissa, Pastor Brandy, and myself, Pastor Ellery, we're glad you could join us, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today for another Wandering in the Word podcast here at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. 